father of mine, where have you been? <laughs> when the world disappeared, father of mine, where do you sleep? <laughs> Make room for daddy, Nick. Daddy's back! <laughs> I want to say it more sensual. Daddy's. Make room for daddy. Oh, God, that sounds so hot when you say it, Andy. Uh, you too. Really? Like yeah. Make room for daddy. Ooh, God, wow. even I got a little chub dubbed. Don't tune out, folks. Here yes. we are. Another take, slash you. This is an episode where you might want to take your pants off and listen to it by yourself so you can do whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. There might or, be one or two of you already do that. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I'm awesome with that. That'd hey, I wonder if people have ever like made out or had sex while they're having listening, a yeah. Listening to us? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. Man, touch his butt. That's oh, the dream. Yeah. That's the dream. Yes. Send us an email. Uh, slash you. <laughs> You podcast at gmail.com if you've had intercourse while listening to our voices. And we will put you on our wall of fame down here. Sure. Uh, in the studios of Slash U East yep. Campus. I'm Nick. I'm Andy. And we are Slash University Slasher University. This is episode 90. I know, dude. I was thinking of that today when 90. I was doing my second watch. Happy 90th episode to you. Yes, back at you. We are cinephiles <laughs> that break down old movies from the 30s and 40s. We're definitely, yeah, we're going to analyze all of the director's uh, creative vision. I really <laughs> thought the lighting really showed structure and aesthetics when it spoke to the eloquent moment of when the father and the mother engaged in uh, playing with each other's genitals. But that's just me. That's just me. <laughs> that's, that's what you can expect here. <laughs> it was a commentary on the difficult economic times that the characters found themselves in. Uh, no, not that at all. Oh, God. We're a couple of morons here in Nick's basement. Well, we got to make it like a studio, like we said. It's, yeah. it's, uh, we're, we're having fun. We do talk about slasher and horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 70s, 80s, that's the golden years we like to go to. But as some of you know, our uh, three hardcore listeners, we venture out a little bit. Yeah, because this genre like knows no time period. Definitely the 90s, the 2000s have a lot as well. I think the 2000s too, especially later in the 2000s. Yeah. Well, and they play Love homage. Letters. They homage. play homage to Love the letters. 70s and 80s. Yeah. Love letters to old school slash movies. And and being more modern, they get your tits hard. And being more modern, they have better special effects. Yeah, this, okay, let's anyway, go. I, I got eight. That's what we do. We do, and we're glad to have you. We're going to spoil it. Spoil the whole thing. Uh, no, Cinephiles. Um, oh, slash you underscore podcast on Instagram. Right. Slash you podcast.com. Yep. On the World Wide Web. And please tell a friend, like, subscribe. Oh, yeah. Rate all us. That shit. Yeah, it really helps. I mean, I, it's annoying that we say it, but it really helps. So you give us five stars and rate and if you give tell us your a, friends. Give us a good rating. We will personally fly you out to Milwaukee, have you on our show, nope. and treat you to a dinner at our local subway here in nope. Milwaukee. We won't do any of that. But, okay. Um, but but it's nice. I mean, Nick's like, you know, like a politician, man, making promises you ain't going to keep. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Very much true. <laughs> so, yeah, definitely, though, give us uh, give us some review. I will periodically check the reviews more often and read them and give you a shout out with those reviews. So I'm really only checking Apple podcasts, yeah. but please tell all your homies. It does mean a lot to us. Episode 90 this week, 80, yeah. 1989, one hour, 27 minutes. It's the stepfather, too. 
We covered the stepfather last week. And now we're doing stepfather two. Part two. Daddy's back. Make room for daddy. And this time he's a motherfucking doctor. Yeah, this dude won't go away. You know, he is, um, <laughs> well, we'll get into it. But, you know, I, I, my what I said last week was I think the first movie was meant to stand on its own, but it was probably well received. And uh, they said, made it made some money. And they said, let's do a sequel. I, I agree. Uh, I'm just, I have no knowledge. I of think the box it's because that's what they did back in the day. Like yeah. it was in the 80s horror slasher. This one walked the fine line. It does. I, it was just what you did. Yeah. Well, but like at the end of the first movie, I thought he was dead. And he got stabbed yeah. in the heart. I mean, sure, they bring him back, but look at all the, the Michael Myers, the mm-hmm. even though I'm not comparing him to a salacious fucking you know, mass killer. Right. But it still had that kind of component to, well, it had yeah. that kind of component yeah, to it. Yeah, you But I, I think it's, it's, it's a, it's a nod to, because this was supposed to go straight to video. It oh, was, it was. It was, it was not supposed to be a box office film. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, we have a lot of stars in the sequel, Andy. For sure. Hatchet three. Uh, we have, um, who plays Maddie. Oh, that lady. I don't know if you remember. Uh, I heard her name, but she was in Hatchet 3. You're right. Who, Maddie's name? Her, uh, the actress's name. Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, she In Hatchet 3, she played the, um, the, the the ex-wife of the sheriff. Oh, that's right. The journalist chick. Yeah, she was the one that wrote it. Uh, that's Ca- right. Carolyn, Carolyn Williams. Williams. Carolyn yeah. Williams. She, you know, she was the one that really started the story about yep. Victor oh, Crowley. Oh, Victor Crowley. We also had a small part, but you remember that movie? They're playing with fire. Of course I do. The fucking, you know, prepubescent fucking jackalope that got to make love to that. To his teacher. To his teacher. Mm-hmm. He has a small part. He's like Matt, a hotel room service he's like guy. One line. Yeah. Thank you, Mister Fucking Whatever. Thank you, Mister Fucking Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's all he says. I mean, and so it's like, well, that guy go. And then we had the kid from Ladybugs, Rodney well, Dangerfield. Well, yeah, I mean, Ladybugs and a lot of other things. Jonathan Brandis. Yeah. yeah uh, I didn't know at the age of twenty-seven he took his own life. Unfortunately. He did. He hung himself. Yes. And it was coming up when I was a, a kid in school. All of the gals in my school in Northern Wisconsin loved Jonathan. Yeah, Brandis. he was a hard totally drop. He was in Sequest DSV. That's right. Which I think was a network show on maybe NBC where he talked to the dolphin. It was like Star <laughs> Trek, but underwater. It was the future, yeah. and it was a, a I submarine. I, I didn't watch it, but I remember. I watched it because I was a nerd, and then. Um, Still am, and then all of the, yeah, all the the girls in my school were like, he's so dreamy, and then yeah, he was cursed, the twenty seven year old curse, I like so many others. Like drugs, mental health, like again, slash you. If you do uh, feel like you need someone to talk to, please reach out to someone that you can yeah. connect with, or there's plenty of sources out there. There are. Do not feel like you are ever alone. I think You're that's not important. alone. Um, I still think though that said, great stars in this. Um, mm-hmm. Some great acting. Again, Terry O'Quinn, and he knocks it out of the dude. fucking park. Yeah, the dude is great as a fucking psychopath. Yeah, he. the only thing that kind of bums me out about this movie before we get into it is he took out the gore factor. The fucking very first director was like, we need more gore. Yeah. Because that's what sequels bring. More, yeah. More deaths, which we got a couple more. Yeah. And definitely more gore. And there was none of that There's shit. a different director, too. Yeah, they had to bring on a different director because the yeah. other director was like washing his hands. And Terry O'Quinn was like, no, it's perfect. Yeah. Dick. Yeah. Uh. What are you going to do? Terry O'Quinn still did a great job. This movie is like if someone made a movie about a killer stepfather and then wanted to make a sequel. This is exactly what that movie's like. N- hits the nail on the head. See? Yeah, you're right. I'm fucking cinephile. 
sapphire over here. No idea what that means. You nailed it, man. <laughs> so before we get into these daddy issues, I want to... Uh, directed by Jeff Burr, by the oh, way. Yeah. I forgot to mention that. He's a different director from the first movie. You know you're a red... Is that... Uh, Jeff Burr? Yeah. That's uh, Jeff Foxworthy. Oh, same thing. Um, nope. <laughs> kind of. Both named Jeff. Yeah, yeah maybe, I guess. But, but before we get into these daddy issues, I think it's time to bring on Andy Damos, mm. Professor Slash Shoes, Kip Kill, little, 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 no totes, 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 totes. Brought to you by Kitty Litter. If your cat needs a bathroom or your car is stuck in snow, use Kitty Litter. And now, 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 Andy's Cliff Kill, no. Thank you, everyone. Appreciate it. Really, that's great. So, and thank you to Kitty Litter for sponsoring the Cliff Kill Notes. You know, you don't you don't realize it is good for scooping cat poops, but also getting your car unstuck See? here in northern Wisconsin or in the in the Northwoods or in the snows of the Midwest. We need to get out of the snow. All right. Well, here we go. The Cliff Kill Notes, a brief summary of the movie, so you can follow along with us. This one's available on a lot of free platforms. I watched it on Tubi but we probably have it on freebie and others. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go out and check it out. But here, so you can follow along. Despite being stabbed in the chest at the end of The Stepfather, Jerry Blake did not die. Instead, he was committed to a mental institution, an institution which he promptly escapes from. Jerry sets up shop as Dr. Gene Clifford, a marriage counselor. He becomes romantically involved with one of his patients, Carol, and strikes up a friendship with her son, Todd. <laughs> Soon, old Jer Bear is up to his old tricks again, murdering folks to try to construct his fairy tale family life. Very good. <laughs> so many, so many components with Carol that we're gonna call him Jer Bear. <laughs> I like, anyway. uh, I like the Gene Machine. Gene Machine, yeah. Gene Machine. This is, uh, and I told you this in a text early on. He starts out as Jerry in my notes, and then eventually yes. I'm gonna be calling him Gene. So. Uh, Mr. Damos, I did the exact same thing. Right. So hopefully you all can follow along. When I stop saying Jerry and start saying Gene, it's the same guy. Yeah, no, I dig it. Uh, so. Wait, just uh, want to dive into, this is kind of an interesting uh, opening, if you will. I agree. Uh, it's, it's you know, once the movie starts, it's like a callback, an audio clip of a family going, honey, you're home. I got pot roast. Oh, that's great, honey. And mm -hmm. then chaos ensues, Andy. This is an audio recording. It's mm -hmm. as, as kind of Stepfather 2, it's kind of like chaos, and it's maybe a callback to when... Jerry was going through the end of Stepfather The first one. movie. Yes. Yeah, you hear some him like saying, we just need a little order around yeah. here. And some you, of, there's some of that. And, and, you, and you get to see his old uh, uh, wife, Susan. Susan. His old daughter, Stephanie. Stephanie. Who yeah. are probably somewhere still alive up there in the Puget Sound. That's true. Very interesting. Remember, I just please, we got to talk about that again. We so will. He's uh, <laughs> so that stepfather won, and things are, and you know, shows him stabby, getting stabbed, falling down the stairs. Yeah, and he is, uh, I guess, not dead, like Andy said in his wonderful yep. Cliff Kill notes. He um, wakes up. He's back. And um, he's, he's in, in a set. He's back and bald. And he has a scar on his torso where the knife uh, stabbed him in the first movie. He's got a scar, he's got memories, he's got no hair. So you're male, right, male he's pattern, lost more hair. Male pattern baldness. So time uh, has passed. Yeah, so that's when we kind of start getting that that those credits kind of going on. It's it's the opening credits play, interior, mm -hmm. night, and then in Sail Asylum, Thunderstorm, yep. Jerry Blake reminisces in his room. Yep. In, in his prison. Looks like he, uh, he builds little models of homes and families. He's got some miniatures there in his cell. I wanted to bring that up, too. Because like, yeah. the first thing I recalled from Stepfather 1. Uh-huh. 
birdhouses. Yeah, the dude is handy with a uh, table saw. He's handy. <laughs> so um, in this mental institution, he's been building these little miniatures. He's in a he's in a an insane asylum that is located in the Puget Sound, which is pretty much where Stepfather One took place. Uh, yeah, the, the northwest, Pacific Northwest, the northwestern, yeah, part of right. of Washington. So, but this is a new shrink for Bad Daddy. That's right. I the, love that name. The guard, um, Ralph Smith. Like, time to see the new shrink, bad daddy, and then you're mine again. <laughs> also, Andy, every low fucking life <laughs> asylum orderly mm-hmm. stat, they're always fucking dicks. Well, yeah, you're right. And you Ralph know, is no different. Ralph Smith is no different. He's, and this, a, he's a real douchebag. <laughs> he's a real dick, and this is where we meet the new psychiatrist at the asylum, yeah. uh, Dr. Danvers. Uh, you're right. Uh, Joseph Danvers, call me Joe. So Dr. Joe um, goes over the past with Jerry, talking about your Jerry Blake, violently attacked your wife Susan and stepdaughter Stephanie. Before that, you killed your family as Henry Morrison. And before that, Bill Krieger, which is the first uh, mention of a time before the beginning of the last movie. Again, we we go listen to the podcast uh, episode 89. We brought that up. We did. So he's done this a few times. Um, I'm going to get really cinephile on you. Go ahead. This gave me a lot. Look, I get chill bumps. Ooh. This gave me a lot of Dr. Loomis and Michael Myers vibe from Rob Zombie's Halloween. Okay. I'm not getting that debate whether people fucking like that one or not. I liked it more because there was a backstory. Sure. But as Dr. Loomis connects with a young Michael, and as he continues to talk to Michael throughout the years, as Michael continues to get become this big fucking ogre, <laughs> because Dr. Danvers seems to really want to connect. He does. He wants to help Jerry. him. Yeah. And I really... I, so I... I Vibed out the first watch. The yeah. second watch even proved my point more. So, cinephile moment <laughs> over. That's but. good. Thank you. Whew. That <laughs> hurt me physically. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Doctor Joe keeps calling him Jerry, despite the fact that's not his real name. That's I. Thank you. Right. I brought that up. We too. never learned the dude's real name. Threw my hands up and I hit, hit the my, mic. Hit the mic. Stand. He was that. Jerry Blake in the last movie. Henry Morrison before that, and Bill Krieger before that. And I thought with Dr. Joe just constantly calling him Jerry, that he would actually eventually say, my no, name's my, actually Steve. My real you know, name is Carrot Top. Yeah. You know, like, it would be, yes. <laughs> my real name is Muhammad, actually. <laughs> I'm a devout Muslim. But he didn't say that ever. No, it, it was kind of weird. My real name is Phil Myanus. Um, I never understood, but I brought the same thing up, Andy. <laughs> Amanda <You> Hugging Kit. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you're right. This man is a chameleon that is lost in his own illusions. Because Ooh. Oh, cinephile, cinephile. Dick. My name is Andy. Maybe I'm a he doesn't even remember his Dude. his original name. That could have even brought that five seconds could have put that in the movie. Brilliant. Right, right. Um, and again, Andy, this good doctor though, Doctor Danvers. He, he's I, I feel like he's a good doctor. Mm-hmm. Really wants to help, uh, Bad Daddy. Um, but this orderly Smith, you know, the dick asylum orderly, you know, who's like, eh. Yeah. He hates the new doctor. And we know why. Racism. Oh, probably. Dr. Joe is black. Yeah. And, and so he's and like. And Ralph Smith probably is a redneck racist. Oh, of course he is. And so, <laughs> but the, the, the doctor is, is, is really trying to make a connection with Jerry. So he orders the, uh, the orderly Smith to unlock his handcuffs. Yep. Again, Andy, trust. A little they, trust building, right? There you go. Um, do you think Jerry actually wants help or do you think it's a con? I don't know how much time has taken place. No, I don't know either. Enough for his stab wound to heal up. And Dr. Joe is a new doctor 
taking over for the old one. So I think the doctor wants to help. No, I think he wants to help. But is Jerry no. actually interested in being helped, or is he just trying to con and get in the good graces of this doctor? I think Jerry's mind. If I can get a little cinephile on you, do it again, please. Um, I believe that as Jerry's uh, tenured mind is going through uh, a psychosis of social issues that uh, brought him to where he, I don't think I think he looks for and finagles ways to try to. Yes, to I get agree. His way out, so. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, He's not interested in rehabilitation at no. all. But in this moment, in this beginning of this movie, in this asylum, we kind of get to see Jerry's life. He likes to work in the uh, the rec room. Craft class or, or craft, something. Craft class. Yeah. Um, exactly. Where Andy, like Andy said, he likes to build little homes, yeah. little human homes. And um, again, it's just, it's like Jerry works on homes, goes to bed, connects with Dr. Danvers. And it's kind of like, again, that Dr. Loomis, Michael Myers thing where they, it's kind of a daily thing. It's a little over and over here. Yes. Yeah. And they're trying to build trust. We really start, I, again, Andy, we talked in the first episode. I have an again counter right over here, by the way. Oh, good. <laughs> Sorry. Every time Nick says again on the podcast, Drink. you'd be swasty. <laughs> Every time I sniffle, it clear my throat. Drink. <sighs> I'm really working on it. Every time I touch myself. Yeah. Drink. Oh, my God. You should have finished two beers by now, guys. <laughs> Seriously, no, but, 17 but, minutes in. He's, but there's no backstory. He brings no. up a dog to Dr. He Davis. does. And uh, yeah, Do Dr. Joe's talking about uh, uh, with Jerry about his dog when he was nine and there was an accident. Jerry kind of breaks down and cries. Is this true? Or do you think it's a bullshit story? I, or do you I, think it, it really happened to him? I don't know I, if it's... Because we're so close to learning like what the fuck happened with this guy when he was a child. Because we postulated, ooh, we proposed, theorized in the last episode, this man had some um, domestic dad, abuse like, problems yeah, like, as a I, kid. I would think like a mom that wasn't yeah. there or just or kind of beaten. vacant, vacant yeah. and his dad kind of was I feel there. like his dad was super into order. We need order. Yeah. You know, clean your room, do this, do that. And and that's why he, as a as a psycho here, wants like a perfect family a prequel order. Been, yeah, a prequel would have been great. Like that dad. Yeah. That same abusive dad, Andy. But when he was with the neighbors, when he was with the Joneses, he'd be like, hi, and him and little Jerry and oh, the mom. So he's one way in public, and then in the house, yeah. he's like, you so, fucking clean your shit up. So when the wife is out, she's like, hi, like fucking robot Stepford wife. Stepford wife, yeah. And then when she's in the house, she's fucking drunk on lewds. Sure. So, man, so we Jerry, cool. Jerry uh, breaks down crying about his dog at nine years old and says, I, I can only trust you, which causes trust, trust, Dr. Trust. Joe, it causes Dr. Joe to send ralph smith the orderly out of the room yes which i think is another little chess piece in jerry's game yeah let's get me and the doctor alone because he's really coming out to the doctor again great point mm -hmm. again fuck. Mm -hmm. really want to stop saying that <laughs> it's all right smart <laughs> moment there andy when you brought up mm -hmm. i am chess piece moving yep smart Jerry's playing the long con here. The long con to yeah. get out. Kind of like uh, the when the guy in Shawshank Prediction. Redemption. Redemption. Shawshank Andy Redemption. Dufresne. Yeah, like trying to get the long con. Trying yeah. to get out. Not as long as that, but. It's not 40 years, yeah. no. <laughs> so that next, so the next day he's back in the shop. He's building another right. house. Right. Um, and he's collecting his hair, and he, he pulls hair out from the back of his head. Yeah. Is it to build a toupee? I don't know what's up with that. I don't get it. I, I don't, don't know why it. he was doing he, that. So, students of the U, he is, before he goes to bed, he, you know, he's male pattern baldness, so he's got hair on the back of his head. Uh-huh. He pulls it out, and I guess on a little piece of paper next to his bed, there's... A little pile of hair. A little pile of hair. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing with it. Only thing I can think of is a toupee. Sure, maybe. 
or to, maybe, to go on the the bald part of his head. <laughs> yeah, I, I, again, they don't. He's really, doing his own hair plug. They don't really situation. Yeah, yeah. just for men. <laughs> Uh, I'm not only the president, I'm a fucking insane guy that <laughs> likes to kill my family. I remember. Yeah. So it's craft class. Looks like he's done. He's built a house. With a little man. And yes, a little man shows it to the doctor. It's a little father figure that stands like a little, you know, little right. figure of a man. Right. Standing in front of the house. Yep. Then he and Jerry with says the yep. this model house answers Dr. Joe's question about why a person would murder his family and then get remarried and repeat. And he swipes it off the desk and it breaks. And Dr. Joe immediately hits his little alarm. But wait, Jerry's like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, I'm not being violent here. And Smith comes, you know, barreling into the room. And wait, wait, no, I did that to show you that we can put it back together. And, and Jerry even says the eternal optimist believes that he can fix whatever's broken. So he keeps on trying. So that's apparently what he's been doing is that he, he murders his family <laughs> in an attempt to just fix what was broken and then repeat and keep on trying. And I think he's also talking about himself now mm -hmm. because the doctor, the good Dr. Danvers is like, woohoo, Smith. Breakthrough. Yay. Yeah, you can leave Smith. We're right, good. Right. So Smith closes the door and, and, and Dr. Danvers is like, just hold on there. Let me uh, make some notes. Jerry, I'm going to make some notes. So he, he's writing, showing signs of progress. Yeah. Dr. Danvers is blowing smoke up his own ace mm -hmm. and just really stoked on how, um, Jerry is making is, progress yeah, and, re and his rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. Not so much. No, because Jerry picks up the little figurine. That's a, is it a shiv? And he pulls like a retractable, like it looked like a nail, but it's like yeah, it's six a, inches long. It's a nail. It's a shiv or something. Yeah, out six of the six inches is huge. Yeah, I guess <laughs> it really is. It seems small for me. Wink, wink. Uh, and he dookie, dookie. he pulls this nail out the bottom of the the little figure and stabs. Poor Dr. Joe in the back of the neck, which sucks. Kills him. Dr. Danvers was great, but now Dr. Danvers is dead. Yeah. So then, of course, our killer, Jerry, yeah. presses the button that summons the, the alarm orderly. button. Yeah. You know, Smith, well, goddamn, I knew it was about to happen again. Yeah. And he comes in the room and uh, Jerry kills him. Jerry kills him. So there's two dead already. And trades clothes trades with Smith. Clothes. Puts, uh, on to make his his escape. Yeah, puts on his outfit and he gets the fuck out of there. And as he's here's what the hair was for a fake mustache. Because oh. that when he traded clothes with, I'm just now realizing it, friend. When he traded clothes with Smith, he had a mustache. That's right. I'm just now fucking realizing it because oh. he looked a lot like Ralph Smith in that moment, and that's what he was using the. The hairs for holy shit! What a revelation, wow. Mr. Damos. That's wow. awesome. You've all witnessed it right here. Didn't realize it till oh, just God, this I minute. Chill bumps. I'm taking my shirt off. Jerry Hold was on. using the hair out of his head to make a fake mustache. Boom. Yes. And he walked right out of the hospital. But yeah, with the outfit on, he's whistling that famous. Camp Town Races. Yeah. Is that what the song really is? Camp Town Races. Yeah. The Camp Town ladies sing this song. Oh, he said Camp Town Racist. Races, like it's a horse race. Oh. Camp Town Racetrack, five miles long. Oh, do, -da, do, -da, do -da day. day. Gonna run all night. Gonna, gonna run all day. day. <laughs> bet my money on a bobtail nag. Somebody bet on a bay. So that I'm is, sure it's a racist song somehow, but somehow. I don't know. <laughs> but I just, this is the, that's that whistle right there is the yeah. ultimate ding, ding, ding. Foreshadowing. Uh, <laughs> Crowd loves it when we do that. <laughs> the sirens go off. Obviously, there is an escape convict, mm -hmm. convict or a, a sane person, whatever. Same thing. <laughs> he makes it to an Amtrak station. Yeah, a train station. Oh and, my god! And there's you know a guy who looks like he'd be named Lou. 
yep. having problems putting you know luggage in a car. Mm-hmm. And old uh, still Jerry. Mm-hmm. Hey, can I give you some help, friend? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you sure can. When I bought this car, I thought there would be a lot of trunk space. Yeah, a lot of trunk space, and bam. Obviously, we assume we know that this great guy Lou, who's just trying to get home to his family and probably a sixteen-inch loaded pizza pie, mm-hmm. is now in the back of the trunk because his scarf, you know, that's hanging out, hanging the out of the trunk, and uh, Jerry yeah. is on his way. Jerry killed him and stole his car. Yep, and his coat. Yeah, change clothes again. And he's carrying a speck <clears throat> of money, Andy, because he goes through his yeah. guy's wallet, and there are nineteen eighty-nine. It's like he probably was holding like six hundred dollars. That's like six thousand dollars today. I agree. He had a ton of money in his wallet. So it's sometime later, and Jerry's putting in some contact lenses. Yep. And he has more hair. New toupee. New toupee. More hair in his head. And he's staying in a hotel. A nice red roof inn. Uh, obviously south, because um, south of Washington, because the room service guy, who was the kid in Playing with Fire. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not even worried about his name. But he brings in dinner and a copy of the Portland. Uh, newspaper. Yes. So he's in Portland, Oregon. Definitely working fig- his way south. I figured that because when he pulled, when he killed the guy Lou, mm-hmm. which I just assume his name. I is assume Lou. his name's Lou. Sounds like a Lou. Looks the, like a Lou. The, the the truck. You know, they had the audio clip playing, and you know, like, and welcome from Seattle to Portland. Oh, the radio. To, yeah, kind yeah. of like you know, it's kind of setting up that he's trying to head south. Right. Um. So he's watching TV news because even in Portland, they're talking about this escaped convict, mm-hmm. and that's again. Where I really started catching all the names, Jerry Blake, Henry Morrison, Bill Krager, Krieger, mm-hmm. um, you know, and this is, again, what Andy, this is what Andy brought <laughs> up about not knowing, ever knowing his real name. Right. But he's, uh, this is an important point uh, in the movie where, because he's holding, you know, he's kind of bummed at seeing himself on the uh, news station, but he's holding a newspaper and circled is the name and the obituary is Gene Clifford. Yeah, so there's a fellow named Gene Clifford who's passed ah, away. Ah, new identity. And it's been Andy. circled, and you're right. Jerry said, obviously said, this is who I'm going to be. So from here on out, he's going to be Gene. And he's watching... Uh, Dr. Gene Clifford. But yeah, he's watching a real game show. Game this, show. It's Dream a re- House? It was a real game it show. It was? Hosted by Bob Eubanks. Okay. He was a game show host icon. I remember sure. him from Tic Tac Doe. <laughs> um, that was a game show uh, dating myself. But um, this was a real... Actual um, game show in the late 80s, Dream House. Dream House, where contestants can win their dream house. And he goes over, um, has Johnny Gilbert talk about the house. He's also the announcer, Jeopardy, back yes. in the day. Yep, there you Thank go. you, Johnny Gilbert. Uh, and the where one of the houses that uh, contestants can win is in Palm Meadow Estates, an hour from downtown Los Angeles. Where families become families and traditions stay true. Where men are men and women are women. And black people are nowhere to be seen. Right. That's how it was. And so Jerry, or now Gene, is like, hot dog, that's where I'm going to go. Yeah, there's a stupid question about, you know, the white privilege time in those those days back then. Did they have to move? I mean, let's say I was on the show, you and I, as a cute married couple, mm-hmm. and we're like, Bob, we don't want to leave Milwaukee, but mm-hmm. they're like, no, you got to move to L.A. Like, you would they, you would want they, a dream house, yeah. Would they, would, would they find us our dream house in Milwaukee? That's a great question. I have no idea. Well. I don't know anything about the show, because, like, you could win a house? I mean, what? That seems weird. Up to $100,000. Wow. That's like a million dollars today. That's a million dollar house back in the late 80s. <laughs> Let's be real. So well, Jerry Gene says, Gene. that's where I'm he's going. now Gene. I'm yeah. going to Palm Meadow yeah. Estates. So he's going to be in California. Yeah. California. Yeah. Knows how to party. Here we come. Um, um, yes. Yeah. And right away he meets a realtor. Right. Carol. Carol. 
Whew. Beautiful, crystal fucking blue eyes. I mean, she was almost... Cheryl didn't like her eyes. Cheryl was like, her eyes are freaky. I don't like them. She was almost not cast in this movie because the director thought her eyes were too... They are the so crystal, Andy, they almost look like ice. Yes, I agree. I think the rat is... Food. Really neat eyes. So Carol's beautiful eyes uh, leases him this house. Yes, she's uh, she's showing around. He finds out she's divorced. Yep. Jackpot! Ching! Yes. She lives just over there with her son Todd. His boner is now visible. He's gone from six to midnight. Totally. Yes. Uh. But he does. But, um, he does take the house, obvi, because yeah. he finds out Carol is a neighbor. Right. Woohoo! Even yep. better. <laughs> so as Carol says, I live right over there with my son Todd. The scene fades to her at home with her son, Todd. This is Todd, uh, the role of Todd, who is played by our boy... Jonathan Brandis. Thank you. Uh, Originally, uh, potential cast for that role was Brian Austin Green from 90210 fame. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Um, But yeah, this is just kind of a quick... We're kind of getting the setup of the scene in this neighborhood with uh, Carol, her son, Todd, and uh, Mr. Gene Machine, Clifford. Doctor. Doctor Gene Machine. Machine. Doctor Clifford, yes. Todd's a skater boy, Nick. What'd you think about that? I thought it was rad. I sent it to our homie skate watchers. I took okay. a scene. Because, uh, yes, I tried Loves to figure out skateboard. the skateboard. Yeah, he's a little, little skate rat. Yep. And Carol has obviously been trying to connect, having trouble uh, relating to him since uh, since their, uh, his dad walked out. And so, as a result, because she's trying to relate to him, she bought him a 16-inch pizza that day to celebrate her selling two houses and leasing a third, and also bought him a whole bunch of baseball cards. Doesn't seem too stoked. No, because she said, like, such and such player might be in there. I forget the player's name, and he's just like, the Dodgers traded him, you know, and she's just like, oh, I didn't know that. So he's happy that they're eating pizza, but not happy that he's not going to get his favorite player baseball card. I don't know. He's They're having trouble relating. Yeah, That's think, really what it is. I think he still has Diddy. Like, I think he still misses his Diddy. Yeah, his dad Diddy. walked out. It's been a year, and Carol and it's just Carol and Todd. So, interesting fact here, Nick. In the next scene, Carol is eating or eating or drinking and in front of the news, again, talking about the escaped Jerry Blake, uh, still on the run. It doesn't show a picture. And yeah, they just show a map <laughs> of Seattle. They show, like, a street view of Seattle. And number two... yeah. This, I think by the time, like, how much time has gone by? I would say, like, a week or two. Maybe a week this or two, yeah. This is L.A. It's yeah. like a 20-hour drive. Yeah. I think they would forget, maybe still saying relevant in the Northwest, but down in the Southwest, I don't think they'd be talking about it anymore. I suppose it's old but, news. But again, I brought the same thing up. It's like, why not show a picture? Show the, of the fucking dude? picture. They show a fucking, like a, yeah. like, a street map of Seattle. Yeah. Because, you know, if they showed a picture, she would immediately get go like, oh, that's the guy I just leased the house to and the movie's <laughs> over. She calls the police, the end. But it just points, like, it's a major issue for viewers like us who are like, why the fuck wouldn't the news show a picture of the person yeah. who's escaped? Be on the lookout for this man. Here's what he looks like. Like, what? It's like, anyway. Night boat. There's always a harbor or a sound or a lake or a creek. Um, <laughs> as she's watching the news, she also notices Gene through the window. I guess he's kind of like out in his yard. She's like, oh, look at that Gene ass. Yep. He uh, takes the um, four lease sign out yeah. of the yard and puts a welcome, welcome mat, mat. And then he front. Then he gets to scoping for women um, through video cassette dating, which was 80s Tinder. 
Oh, is that what he's doing? Yeah. I didn't know what he was doing. Are they were like potential patients for his marriage counseling business? Or? No. So this is, these video, are dates. These, this video back dates. in the day, like even in the mall when I was a kid, okay. kiosks were set up and it could be like, you could make a video. Hi, my name's Nick and I fucking like to party and yeah. I like fucking. I'm okay with butt stuff. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> boobs. And then, I, then it would be like potential suitors could look at it. You know? Oh, okay. And like love connection with Chuck mm-hmm. Woolery. Um, well, there's one gal who's all about money. Yeah. There's another one who talks about career, uh, all about her career. And a third who says she uses a diaphragm. He immediately turns that off. Jerry's not, or Jean's not about birth control. And then there's a fourth who just doesn't talk. She just stares straight ahead. It's a plethora of Karens. And he just shuts it off. Yeah. But I still think he shuts it off because I think he does have an eye for Carol. Okay. So within the next day or two, Andy, I don't know how this starts. He sets up his business. But what is it? He said marriage counselor. He's talking to the wives. There's a group of women there. Yes. Talking about their relationships. All their husbands. Yeah. He's a counselor. And he has those funny, uh, he's got glasses with the little chains like yeah. an old grandma would have yeah, no, <laughs> around I'm, his neck. And chains I, coming off the earpieces. I wish they would come back. We could wear them. We could bring them back. I tried, but people yeah. told me I'd look old. Well, um, he's there talking to I just don't get it. the group of women about their husbands yeah i mean it's like kind of setting up like uh, you said marriage counseling family counseling but i would think that men would be there and i don't know like back then the men didn't go right i don't know men were like you go to the counseling i'll just be at work i got a rubik's cube to fix (laughs) we meet sally sally (laughs) who um her husband wants her to hum show tunes and we try to figure out why yeah, because he's like, well, I think it's great that your husband wants to hear your beautiful voice. She's like, he, I said, hum. He wants me to hum. And uh, we kind of narrow down. She says, I, show he, tunes. He wants me to hum and, and learn the show tunes. And he's like, why don't you just buy him a record if you didn't learn the words? And she's like, you don't understand. Uh, he wants me to hum when I kiss him down below. So while he's getting a hum. Mm-hmm. Hummer. Yeah. Is that where Hummer came from? Probably. So yeah. she, so like her husband just like, you know, kind of yeah. wants to hear, or to hum, hum the camp town races. And all the other ladies kind of giggle. Jean, uh, Dr. Jean is a little embarrassed. Uh, we also meet, what's her full name? Matilda. He calls her Maddie. She says Maddie to my friends. Yeah, Maddie. Little flirty. And Carol is there as well. Talking about her husband, Philip, who ran away with his dental hygienist. Yep. He's a dentist. And, and this he, is where a little fight starts out. Maddie yeah. is, Maddie, because one of the, one, one of the, the one of the other ladies is like, because your dentist's husband couldn't keep it in his pants. And so Maddie's like, hey, fuck off, homie. Mm-hmm. Your husbands love porn. I drop off, because she's a male person, she's we find a, out. Yeah, she's a postal worker. I drop off envelopes that are covered in brown that say like, vagina, vagina to your husband's. <laughs> Your husband gets all the fucking jerk mags. That's what she says. <laughs> Jerky. He gets all the jerk mags in the mail, so don't even... Uh, so back off Carol, pretty much. Yeah, and um, Jean calms everybody down and says, Carol, continue. And, and Carol says her, her son Todd isn't doing so well without yeah. his dad. Uh, and that's kind of the end of the session. You know, they flash afterwards. Maddie and Carol kind of gossip about Dr. Jean. So what do you think? You want to jump his bones? I think he's cute. And Yeah. 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 And Carol seems cool with it. Like, she's, she's kind of like, like yeah, you know, it'll happen if it happens. Did you see that bulge in his pants when he was sitting down? <laughs> they call that the reason they call there's a reason they call him the gene machine. There is, I suppose. <laughs> it's like a jackhammer. And then, uh, yeah. 
Go ahead. But no, the next day, the next day, again, we're going to, you know, again. Is it the next day? I don't know how much time is passing. Is it a week later? Yeah. Gene and Carol have a connection. Carol's looking at Gene pull up and he gets out of his car. He's uh, taking out groceries. And as she's watching him, she's lightly pleasuring herself. No, she's gardening. No, she's uh, she walks over to him and, you know, there's a connection. And he well, because his grocery bag riffs. Yeah. Uh, intentional, unintentional. He, doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't matter. He but. is. Um, it's he, probably intentional because he's that way. Yeah, the grocery bag rips and it's loaded with TV dinners, frozen yes. dinners. Because that's what bachelor men did. He's uh, and probably Carol. Still do. And Carol says, "You know the secret to cooking: get someone else to do it for you." Boom, boom. So Jean's invited for dinner. Chinese food with Carol and Todd. Right. So she doesn't cook for him. She has takeout Chinese. Well, food. I mean, but the, 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 the restaurant cooks for them. Oh, okay. Uh, Sexist? I guess. But uh, <laughs> I thought she was going to cook. When she said, get someone else to do it for you, I thought that meant, come on over, I'll cook you dinner. No, but... I mean, it's like the chefs at a pizza restaurant or a right, Chinese restaurant right. or a Thai restaurant or a South Korean restaurant or a you know right. a Swedish restaurant or a Finnish restaurant. Or right, like right. Oh, you got it. Okay, yeah, sorry. I understand. Thank you for the examples. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nick Gub- Bubba Gump over here. Like, I like. I uh, like shrimp cocktail. I like shrimp. I like PBR. I like Schlitz. He, I like Blatz. I like old style. Gene meets Todd, uh, young Todd, who asked to promptly asked to be excused yeah. from the table, and so, then he goes to throw a ball against the garage. Yeah, it's Carol and Gene are trying to have like an adult conversation. Then you know they, right? You know they, you know, and so she's like, oh, and he's like, I'll go to have a moment. Let me have a moment with Todd. Let me go talk to him. I'm kind of a good older male figure that he could uh, touch if he wanted to. <laughs> it's always got to turn sexual with you, doesn't it? Always. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. I'm going to mute your mic. Keep making <laughs> those noises. No, I know, but it, he's calling him Slugger. Yeah. And he's like, hey, Slugger, let me. Teaches him how to throw overhand yeah. instead of sidearm. So, Andy, would you call this a quick montage? Dad and the dad, you know, like uh, yes. fucking Todd and the new dad. Uh, they're working in woodshop. Builds him a cool skateboard, skateboard ramp, ramp with his name etched in the side. Todd. Yeah. How cool is that? I never Very. had that. I'm still skating. I want one of those now. But you're right. It is a mini montage of basically Todd and Gene, you know, bonding. Yeah. They're building stuff, build a skateboard ramp. They take a photo together. And so he's yep. holding a skateboard. And they're like, it's like. Gene a- does the classic photo of Todd and, and Carol. And then he hangs that photo up in his house. Very similar to how he had a photo of Susan and Stephanie in the first movie. And, yes. Ta-da. Which we will definitely call back to. Yeah. So uh, we're back with the ladies group, Andy. Yeah. Where, where's Carol? Well, she's not there that day. Who's that guy in her fucking... Gene is slightly distracted because yeah. a dude shows up across the way in Carol's driveway. Yeah, he's pissed. He's not focused, number one. No, and he ends up stopping the counseling session saying he doesn't feel well. Yeah, Maddie notices, though. Like She's mm-hmm. like, yo, homie, did you get what I said? And he's did like, you hear anything I said in there? I'm like, no, it's in my book. It's all in my notes. She's like, I guess. She's like, that's reassuring, dick. Yeah, she uh, she is not buying it. And and Gene goes off to Carol's house to kind of, you know, indirectly snoop what's yeah, he, happening. Yeah, he's like, he, he's, he, his punk ass goes over to Carol's house. He's like, <laughs> hey, is Todd here? I want to play ball with Let's him. Let's throw the pigskin, which she, is football for those of you across the pond. Because... Yes. They're made of leather, pigskin. Pigskin. Right. Horrible. They were. I don't think they are so much anymore. Well, that's good. So, uh, but no, Todd's not here. But meet but my ex. Here's this guy, Phil. And Phil even introduces himself. I'm Carol's husband, yeah. Philip. And, uh, oh, Dr. Gene, this is this is Phil. Wouldn't it be cool if Carol's last name was Manuts? 
and he was or McCracken. <laughs> and his name was Phil Mc Phil Minutes. Hi, I'm Carol Minutes. Yeah, and, and this I, is my husband Phil. It's my husband Phil. <laughs> but, Phil but, McCracken. But you're right. He does introduce himself as the husband. He just right away, and it's like, oh, right. sorry, I, I didn't mean to intrude. Yeah. So Gene leaves. Yeah. And Talk he, to you later. Fucking yeah, he leaves and he goes back to his house and fucking loses it. Similar to Stepfather One, where he starts bashing in the picture of them. He's in the basement, just flipping out. Garage. We just need a little order. Yeah. In the first movie, he went in the basement. Yes. Yeah. This. This. You remember in the this beginning California? Of this movie? There are no basements. There are no basements. And he's like, so he is. He's beating it up, and he's like, punish. And yeah. So he's just beating the. You know, he is fucking angry. He's just sawing wood on the table saw randomly, and then hitting it with a hammer. His rage is mm -hmm. uh, very much showcased in the scene, Andy. Maddie walks up because she left her hat, her male person hat. Postal worker is just cleaner to say. Postal worker? You're going to say male person? Yeah. Mailman, male woman? No, I'm talking about M-A-L-E, like female yeah. male. What? Maddie? Yeah. She's a female. I thought she said she identified as a male. No, she oh. is a postal worker. Ah, same thing. Now you're fucking with me, you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird to say male person yeah, in today's yeah, you know you. woke times. All so right. just say postal worker. <laughs> Hashtag fucking P two. I'm a male person, uh, but you're right. Maddie's knocking on the door, ringing the doorbell, and Jean's out in the out in the garage. She, she just freaking lets herself, out. She just lets herself in. Walks though. into his home. What an idiot! Yeah. I thought Maddie was gonna die here. I, I did think she was gonna die. I, I, eventually, I knew she would, but I, in this scene, I didn't. Yeah. Because Gene kind of is creepy, sneaks up and says, like, what's going on, Maddie? And he, she's just like, oh, I uh, forgot my hat. Sorry about that. This is, but yes, she is starting to get the vibe that this dude isn't right. Well, he's all sweaty and he yeah. has a hammer and his eye protection yeah, glasses on. And he's just like, is that all, is that yeah. all you need? Can I help you with anything else? She's yeah. like, no, dude, I'm cool. Okay, later. Goodbye. She even says, no, sir. That's, that's all we need. <laughs> and walks out of the house and he... You know, escorts her out. I thought she was gonna like look in his notebook, and it was gonna be like all kinds of bloody, Down. bloody drawing pictures of death. But it wasn't. There wasn't any. They didn't show the notes. Like a picture of Carol, like he drew a picture of Carol and Tom. Carol with like huge boobies. Just <laughs> <laughs> a, a notebook full of drawn penises, and like with hearts with Carol from Superbad. Yeah. Like, I used to just draw all these dicks when I was a kid. <laughs> all right. Just all kinds of dicks. He draws a penis like with the you know on the tattoo of a heart with Carol in it. <laughs> But they didn't show the notes. Maddie gets a little bad vibe off him and leaves. She's fine, and he just is like, okay, goodbye. Point being in this scene, Maddie, Maddie, is, Maddie is like, Something's hmm, off about something's this guy. Next, next day. Yeah, Gene and, Car Gene and uh, um, Carol talk about Phil. Yeah. And, 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 Phil, and uh, Gene's like, what's up with this... Uh, you know, Mr. Manutz guy. And What's he doing here? He wants a second chance. And he's like, well, what do you want? She's like, I don't know, but this is, I'm really thinking about Todd. Bringing Phil back into their lives could be good for Todd. That's yeah. Phil is Todd's and father. And, but I don't know what I want. And he's like, well, check this out, uh, homegirl. Mm -hmm. Why don't you have him come over to my house? I'll talk to him. I'll chat with him. Yeah. Very similar to how Dr. Bondurant wanted to talk to Jerry in yes! the first movie. I'm so glad you, yes, <laughs> he did. And, you know, I'm not here. Yeah. So... Why don't you have Phil come over and, yep. we'll, and I'll and I'll, t I'll I'll talk to him yep. and I'll let you know the lowdown. Tell that him night. I'm a trusted doctor. Yes, that night Phil shows up. Uh, and Phil is super rude. He's a tool, dude. He is a big tool. He's a fucking tool. Gene tells him, uh, you know what, Phil? Carol doesn't want anything to do with you. 
Um, she doesn't want any part of you. It's probably best that you just leave because uh, you already left for a year. Maybe you should leave again. Get the fuck out. Phil doesn't believe it. If Carol feels that way, she can tell me that herself. Throws his cigarette on the rug and steps on it, which is also a really shitty thing to do. Okay. Time out. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. if if I didn't know you and we just met for the first time, but I found yeah. out like you were my homie's husband or okay. ex-husband. Yeah. And you came and number one, I guess it's cool to smoke in the late 80s. I still think it would be like, can I smoke in your house? That's the courteous thing to do. Yeah. Do you mind if I light up this cigarette in your so home? He just lights up and, you know, so that right there says, hey, there's a little disrespect right there. Mm-hmm. Putting a cigarette out on carpet, not hardwoods, either way, it doesn't matter. That's when I saw that scene, I was like, holy fuck nuts. Yeah. I, he, but Gene, Gene Machine, he's the Gene Machine. Yep. He plays it cool. Plays it real cool. That scene, though, Andy got me going, that dude is dead soon. Yeah. Ahead, that's all <laughs> Very I mean. soon. Because as Gene, as uh, Phil's about to storm out, Gene says, you know what, Phil? I made up the whole thing. It was a test. I wanted to see that, how would you'd react? And yes, Carol's interested in you. But he's like, really? And Gene gives the two thumbs up. Yeah. And they cut away to um, Carol having drinks with her friend Maddie. Maddie and Carol get drunk. They're, I mean, there's like four empty bottles of wine on the table. It's a case of wine that, that Maddie's parents sent to her for I her love, birthday. I love the question Maddie asks. Um, would you rather uh, get with your scummy husband or that weird-ass doctor? Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange, him. yeah. yeah. Marvel, Marvel movies, Doctor Strange, Benedict Cumberbatch. Hashtag nerd. Um, anyway. This, but I wanted to, Andy, good point <laughs> about bringing up that wine about where it came from. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Case of wine that Maddie's parents sent to her. And they're gossiping about Phil and Dr. Gene. We go back to Gene and, did I say Dr. Phil and Gene? Yeah, I think he did. Well, he's a dentist, so... We go back to Gene and Phil. What are you? What are you doing? I'm Doctor Phil. Uh, Catch me outside. How about that? Catch me outside. About, and so Gene uh, is pouring him a drink. I love this. And I think Phil says something like, "Are you gonna uh, you gonna have one too?" And Gene said like, "Oh, oh, he finishes one bottle." And Phil's like, "Well, what about you?" And Gene's like, "Don't worry about it. It's time I crack this bottle." And then he smacks Phil across the head. Boom! The fuck with the boom. bottle. Yeah, that was fucking great. And it's time I crack this, crack open this bottle. Kapow! And then um, Gene proceeds to say, make room for daddy? That's a drink! After a whole year? <laughs> and he starts stabbing, I assume he's stabbing uh, Phil with the broken bottle. We don't see that. And uh, he's like, who do you think you are? I mean, face stabbing. I want you gone! Ugh. Uh, are we doing dick shot kills? Because yeah. that is my dick kill shot of the week. <laughs> dick, dick, kill. Oh, shot of the week. dick shot kill of the dick week. Dick shot kill of the week. <laughs> Phil getting killed is awesome. They could have some of the- <laughs> oh, I gotta calm down. <laughs> this could have been such a great scene, Andy, because you know he is stabbing. He broke the bottle when he cracked his head, so it's a broken bottle. Like, yep. hey, you want to fight over here? Those see? are sharp. Yeah, he's stabbing him in the face. And he's saying, like, after a whole year, who do you think you are? Yeah. I want you gone. Like, they, god damn it, if they could have gotten, like, Savini or whatever, Nicotero, like, someone on this. Yeah. It would have looked fucking great. This is what I like about Terry O'Quinn. Like, he sells the anger. Anger. The, the rage. rage. Ooh. Yeah, baby. Jinx. Jinx. Oh. <laughs> but so he stabs the fuck out of his face. Yeah. And he, of course, he's dead. So he's got to get a plan in action. Gene's got to put a plan in action. But as he's thinking... <laughs> The phone rings. Yep. It's Carol, and she's asking how it's going. And he's like, "Well, we're just wrapping. <laughs> we're things just up. wrapping things up." I love this. Ask Phil to call me when he gets back to his hotel. Yeah. <laughs> so he hangs up and goes, "Hey, 
Call Carol when you get back yeah, to the hotel. Carol wants you to call her. <laughs> he was about to roll him up in the rug, which was cool when he said, we're just wrapping things up. Oh, yeah. Hey. Yeah, he was about to roll him up. That's catch- why that was so funny. That was, yeah, right yeah. on. Good call, But brother. it's really funny how Gene just says, Carol wants you to call her. <laughs> To and the that, dead body. Previews as a teenager going yeah. through puberty voice. Girl, what's your collar? Yeah. Well, his adrenaline's running high. Yeah, he just stabbed the fuck out of this man. But as he's uh, trying to prepare the body, he does find Phil's hotel key in his jacket. And that's Andy where he puts his plan into action. He packs up all of Gene's stuff. He, he goes back to Gene's hotel. Or, sorry, Phil's hotel. Yep. Gene uh, and puts uh, Phil's body in the trunk of his own car. Takes him all back to his hotel. Packs up all of Phil's stuff to make it look like he left town. He uh, takes his car to a salvage yard, yep. and then he totally demolition derbies it around, crashing I, into other cars. I love this scene. I wish I could have recorded the music. Gene's because, having fun. like He's but, laughing with this. It's a montage, pretty much, of him laughing, having fun, kind of yeah. you know, taking out the beauty in Phil's car, whatever, making it look like it's supposed to be in a salvage yard. Right. But the music they're playing, it's like, oh. Happy la, music. Yeah, and it's yeah. like he's he's having a fucking blast because. He beats up the car. Yeah. And after he does his thing, he walks back home a-whistling. Yeah, the car ends up looking like it belongs in the salvage yard, and he whistles Camp Town Races and walks home. I can't really whistle that well. Hmm. It's all right. It's good enough. Okay, go ahead. Well, when when Gene gets home, Todd is there. Young Todd and says, how did it go with my dad? And Gene says, well, we talked, and then your dad left. Why don't you come on inside? And he talks to Todd. Yeah, it's another, it's a great moment of, like, yep, little heart young to heart. boy, like, Nambla shit. It's pretty nice. Well, and this fucking psychopath yeah. is able to calmly and rationally speak to this boy whose father he just murdered. Like, brutally. Brutally murdered. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah, it just, again, shows, like, Terry O'Quinn, like... He sells this fucking psycho, man. He's so good. I don't even care if I sound like a cinephile. He's amazing at this, like, insane man. So, anyway, he's great. I bet that's why I went to box office set a video. I mean, each performance that he made, you know, he he made the movie. Yeah. It it would have been so cool. Definitely would have been a lesser movie. I just killed your dad. And here, what do you say Todd is? Like, 12, maybe? 12 or 13, yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the kid's just like... He's like, I didn't talk to my dad today. I was kind of mad, you know. I was mad for leaving my mom, and I is it his, is it my fault that he left? And Gene's just like, no, it's Come not. Here, boy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not even gonna make a joke. Have about, a seat. And and because he's like, you know, this is it. Really is like a, a heartfelt talk. It is. And he's like, you know what I do when I get kind of bummed out? I make a sandwich. Mm-hmm. And so they start making a sandwich, and he starts whistling us the song. Todd says, "What's that song yeah. you were whistling?" Oh, it's a song my daddy used to sing. For fucking shadowing. Little fucking Todd wants to learn the whistling song. He's really that song. It's catchy. Right. And Gene teaches it to him. Yeah. Um, the next day, Maddie is delivering mail. Maddie's a snoopy motherfucker. She's a felon. She is a felon. Yeah. She goes through uh, people's mail. Gene's mail. Now, how do you know my dad? How do you know my uh, husband looks at porno magazines? Yeah, right. You open his mail. <laughs> High Times did the same thing back in the day. They would cover it in, you know, maybe he's maybe my husband's growing fucking mad weed. Yeah, maybe it's highlights. The old kids magazine. But they wouldn't put highlights? it in a brown envelope. Maybe I don't know. I'm talking about envelope. zoo books. Remember those magazines? <laughs> I know. I'm t- Magazines used to, like, if they were made for older eyes, they would come in a browned envelope. Right. So, you're right. Maddie, like, knows because she opens mail. Yeah, she's she's a felon. She's a felon, and she realizes, Andy, that Gene only receives junk mail. He never gets it, because, again, the 80s. Local bills and junk mail. Yeah, because in the 80s, people did get letters from grandma and and sister and fuck, you know. Gene doesn't get any of that. None of that. 
And we cut to the salvage yard where there's a forklift picking up Phil's beat up this, car. This montage, or this, what do you call it? Quick track, or it's intercut. Intercuts uh, back between these scenes, right? From the salvage yard to Carol House. Go. Yeah, there's voiceover from Carol saying Phil's hotel said that he checked out, and Gene is explaining. You know, Phil just wanted a hot meal and a warm bed, nothing there you go. more. Didn't that's, even say, didn't even say goodbye. Yeah, yeah, that's why he left. And we're cutting back to the salvage yard at the same time. Uh, the forklift is putting the car in the car crusher. Remember, Phil's body's in the trunk. This is okay. And Carol's just like, "Do you think he's he's not coming back?" And Gene's just like, "I don't think he's coming back." And um, this is Andy. Yeah. I thought of it as the <laughs> pressure's coming down on the car. Yeah, I thought it'd been great. Like as it was coming down, smashing the car, blood. Like just blood just squirts yeah. out, like, like a I mean, like a water balloon of blood. Yeah, just, I think it, it would have been so rad, yeah. very cost effective. I think it would have been cool. Yeah. So uh, when I when I saw it the first time, I was like, "Holy yeah. shit, that'd have been rad!" But back at Carol's house, fucking Gene comes clean. He's like, "Carol, <laughs> Gene I, I, comes clean. Gene comes clean. <laughs> Hello, Milwaukee. We Tonight, have Gene comes clean. On Maury, Gene comes clean. <laughs> you better. are the father. Uh, <laughs> the, Todd is your boy, the stepfather. Daddy. But he yeah, Gene comes clean. <laughs> I Carol, like you, yeah. Carol. I'm glad. I, I lied to you. I, I, I didn't want Phil to come back. I, I've been. I've loved you. She's like, oh, is this a pity party? He's like, no. I'm gonna kiss the fuck out of you. And they swap spit. Yeah, he. Uh, I, he kisses her, and, and that's I, when the car crusher crushes the yeah, car. Yeah, and that's what I thought. Yeah. The balloon splat of blood would have been rad. That would have been neat. Andy, we know Gene, aka Jerry, aka Morse, whatever. All of his we, names. We know he moves quick. Well, I think time goes by here because all of a sudden in the next scene, uh, Carol's hair looks way different. That's what made me think, like, it's been a few weeks or a month. You know, her hairstyle is way different, and they're putting together a tray of, like, little champagne glasses hosting a party. That's in this very, next scene. Yeah, because I, I great call. I didn't catch the hair. Well, I'm a little bit of a cinephile. And you're her, a little bit of a fashionista. Her hair, you're right. When he's kissing her, saying, uh, I'm I'm glad Phil's not, I don't want Phil to come back because I like you. We cut, I think, forward in time. Would it be helpful if there were words at the bottom of the screen that three said. Three months later. Three months later? Yes, that would be very helpful. That's good because that's what I would think. But there weren't any words. There because to me, this whole time, I'm like, Gene moves quick. That's he, his modus yeah. operandi. That is his MO. So, but with her hair being so different, that's what made me know time's <laughs> gone by because I'm a fashionista. You, yeah, and you didn't notice anything about my new look. I didn't. Yep. You, you didn't notice the You beard? dyed your beard. No, I don't. No. Yeah. What? You're, it's cut, trimmed, shaved? Yeah, I trimmed it. Great. It um, looks great. So you notice fucking Carol, but you don't right. notice me. Nope. Who you see way more than Carol. That's you just true. met Carol, and you've known me. Sorry, I'm a bad friend. Yes. <laughs> I need, hold on, I need a moment. Anyway. Anyway, um, but you know, I, Gene moves quick. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Three months yeah. later, they have a party. Yeah. And they're announcing to the whole gang in this Glen Meadows fucking neighborhood or whatever. They're getting married. And guess who doesn't look too happy, Andy? Mrs. Maddie. Maddie's not having it. She's, She's drinking a Miller Lite. Happy? Yeah, she likes to party. She's just you can like, tell she likes I don't party. know. I don't know. Later, Maddie's asking Carol, yep. all of, how much do you know about Gene? You know, he only receives junk mail and local bills. Nothing about is any of his family coming to the wedding? We don't know much about him. You don't even know if he's a real doctor. And Carol's just like, you know, shut up. Back the fuck off. Back off. I love, I love him. him. Yeah. So Gene is my machine and you are just my caddy, Maddie. Right. <laughs> Ooh. 
How? Gene is my is my machine, and you're just my caddy, Maddie. So Boom. if you want to keep playing these holes, right. you better step aside. That's a, that's oh. a golf reference. Yes, got it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, after the party, it's a little after the party. Um, Carol, everybody's gone home, and Carol starts smooching with Gene. She wants to have sexy time party. Yeah, but he's like, whoa, no. He hesitates, and he says, this is my first marriage. I want to do everything right. Why does he do this? He, Liar. He, no, he bangs. Sorry to interrupt. He bangs Susan. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, oh, you mean in the first movie? Yeah, sorry. Thank yeah. you. Well, he's he a different person here. He's trying to do it right. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I wrote. I wrote. Ask Andy why he doesn't. Uh, I don't know. Have, have intercourse. He's with being me. really weird because you're right. Carol says like, "Isn't let's take a shower together." Yeah, and he's just hot, like, hot. "I wanna, uh, I wanna wait till I wanna give you the perfect marriage. It's my first marriage. I wanna do everything right, including waiting for the special night." And she's just like, "Isn't that a bit Victorian?" And yeah, like, good word. He says, "If more people stuck to tradition, there might be fewer divorces." Punish. And she seems a little insulted by that, and she ends up storming out, kind of going home. So, a little tiff. Anyway. I guess, you know, what are we setting up here? Well, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it's love, yeah. it's tradition, mm -hmm. it's a psychotic uh, gene. Well, and he is a super traditional guy. Well, I mean, that's his whole thing's based on. His whole shtick is... His whole shtick. Yeah, he wants a traditional family. That's why he got flustered by the blowjob thing earlier. With Sally and her Hummers with her husband. He didn't like that. You know, the woman who's in the videos that he was watching with the single ladies, yeah. the one who used a diaphragm, he turned it off right away. He's very super traditional and in including this spot, like, let's wait till we're married to have sex. And she's just like, well, uh, if I'm going to buy a car, I'd like to test drive it first. When I was in, <laughs> when I was in college, uh, there was a girl and she's like, watch this. And she put aluminum foil over my wee-wee, and she put her mouth over it. And I was like, ooh, I started thinking about teeth. Uh-huh. But she went, I went over and went, oh, and the, like, hum, like hummed. I, was, I mean, that's what it kind of made. Uh -huh. and, and the tip of the, and on the tip of my wee-wee, the aluminum foil started vibrating, and it was the greatest thing I've ever felt. We can cut that out. Or you really want to... You really want to keep that? Why? <laughs> what, what, what am I hiding? I don't, you're not hiding anything, man. This is, uh, you were giving us all of your deepest, darkest sexual secrets. I was like secrets. 19, huh? I didn't yeah. know. But I thought she was very well. Then she took a couple of alligator clips connected <laughs> to a car battery and clipped them on the aluminum foil and I, I still zapped you in your wee-wee. <laughs> this is the same year my buddy took an air pump and pumped up his butt. With uh, his oh, butthole, and then he leaned over and he shot Farted. out, shot no, shot out two little like, dude, boy, two little like like milk dud sized nuggets came flying out of his butt. So anyway, Gene and Carol have had a little Thanks. fight. You make me feel weird. <laughs> Damn, I'm just trying to open up. This is a safe space. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a little bit later. Maddie is delivering the mail, and she finds something in Gene's mail that must be incriminating. Because she gets a look on her face that's like, aha, I got him. She, well, doesn't it? Right? It's a, it's a envelope addressed to Gene, and it's from Harrison High School. High School. In Portland, Oregon, home of Slash You Pal and honor student, Dead Alive Dana. Oh, thank you. Good. Um, Way to go, Dana. Honor student? Yeah. Slash You, she's uh, one of my co-writers on Macabre, not like a co-writer, but we, we both write for Macabre Dana. Oh, okay. Well, he, she opens his fucking mail and yeah. sees... <laughs> And sees this in this in this thing from the high school something that obviously we don't know yet, but she sees it and is like, "I got him." Could you go to jail? Absolutely, it's a federal offense. So if I was a mail person or a postal, postal worker, 
And I opened up your mail that was addressed to Andrew Damos. Uh-huh. And I opened it up. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Andy, open up your mail. Federal offense. How much time do you think it would do? I, probably 20 to life. I mean, <laughs> in really? hardcore pound me in the ass prison. 100%. Because the justice system in this well, country. Well, not becoming a male uh, work person because that sounds delightful. The justice system in this country punishes minor crimes way more severely <laughs> than major crimes. So, um, But if you, you know, if you murder a baby or, or kill, you know, a dog, you're going to get six months. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Gene's having a bowl of cereal, crispy rice. Because they couldn't get the rights for Rice Krispies. <laughs> He's eating crispy rice. And he bends over and listens to the snap, crackle, and pop. Did you catch that? No. He pours milk on his cereal and he bends over with a big old smile on his face and listens to the, that's tradition. the crack. Because that's what Rice Krispies do. Yeah, that's tradition. Even crispy rice does it too. And yes. he's a traditional man. And then the phone rings and we're like, um, who's he talking to? And we cut to a public park. Yeah, it's Maddie's decide to fucking confront old genie boy. In a public area. In a public area. Super smart. Very smart. And uh, they meet at the park, and she mm-hmm. goes, hey, aren't you from Connecticut, and you're getting this mail from Portland? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, my practice was in Portland, but I went to high school. Was in Connecticut. I went yeah, to high school in Connecticut. Went to high school. Portland. In Portland. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. And uh, he's like, but... Thanks for snooping around. I'm I don't like really being spied on. Yeah, I'm yeah. really disappointed in you, Maddie. I'm going to have to uh, call the post office. The post office. She found a class reunion invitation, <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, sure, great. You know, 25-year reunion, blah, blah, blah. And, and she says, you play basketball, huh? And yeah. he's like, okay. And she goes, there's a picture of the team, <laughs> and your name's here, but I don't see you in the picture. And he says, well, man can change a lot in 25 years. Shows him the picture and says, like, you didn't change this much because it's an all-black <laughs> basketball team. <laughs> yeah, it's like, can't change that yeah, much. can't change that, old uh, genie boy. The genie's out of the bottle, Gene. <laughs> and he's like, busted. Fuck. He begs Maddie, let me tell Carol. I love Carol. I know this is bad. It makes me look bad. Give me a please chance. give me a chance to explain it to her. She agrees to give 5 him till 5 p.m. today to tell Carol, the truth. This is what I think is kind of rad. Uh-huh. Uh, you brought it up earlier in the podcast. I thought it was very smart. He's playing the chess pieces. Mm-hmm. We know that Maddie likes to drink. We do. It's proven. She likes to drink wine, several, drink a beer. Several, several lines, yeah. She's, so I think Gene knows this. So he's like, give me till 5 p.m. Yeah. He runs back to... Um, home. Home, to Carol. Brings her some roses, sweeps her off her feet and says, I'm so sorry I was a timid, awkward, you know... Virgin like guy, premarital jitters. Premarital jitters. Yeah, you're gonna get it. Well, first <laughs> off, he wants to show her something and says, "This is a, the reason why I didn't have make love to right. you, right? Because I, you know, I was worried that you'd think I'm like a Frankenstein. Yeah, because a patient of mine in Connecticut had had voices in his head, and one of the voices was stab me, stab me. And she's like, "What?" And he's like, "Yeah, this is why I was scared. Yeah, I got oh. scars on my torso." Andy, please. I got I got a little excited. No, no joking. I'm not talking. Uh-huh. I got a really like. Carol got me stoked. Yeah. Because like, she was like, oh. Kissing like she his, kissing. No, like, his scars. No, no, not just kissing. It's not just like. Sensually kissing. It's like, it's like hot as, hot, hot AF as the kids say. <laughs> She's like, oh, no. Oh, you're not a monster. You're the kindest man I've ever known. I'm sitting there like by myself, turning down the lights, grabbing some lotion. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they, they do it. They, they have they, some they, Soft lips on, 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 on his nips. The, the sex is on. And I guess it's so good. She passes out. 
Yeah, they must have made love all afternoon because it all was into the evening. It was daytime, and then it's dark. And Maddie actually Ooh. tries calling the house because it's probably past five p.m. No answer. Because I think and she's she's got work I wrote, so hard. Yeah. Carol is wiped out from all the sex. Yeah, Gene <laughs> Machine. She's asleep, and Gene um, is nowhere to be found in the bedroom. And we're back at Maddie's house. Yeah, and so again, knowing that Maddie likes to party, yeah. she's asleep on her couch with a, like an empty fucking tube of Pringles and like a few Miller Lite beers. Yep. Uh, it's the, I mean, there's not much to this scene. She hears a noise in the other room. It turns out it's a cat. I don't know. And then. Yeah, that's, it, it is. It's kind of like she, it's those jump scares. Yeah, yeah. Maddie's kind of like, who's that? Who's there? Mm-hmm. What? It's the cat, as in every fucking... Even uh, even Cheryl said, like, it's probably just a fucking cat. And I was like, hey, you're right, right Cheryl. Cheryl. Yeah. And it, so she does take the cat. She lets it outside and, you know, closes the door and smiles like, oh, cats. Next thing you know, there's a rope. A fucking... I mean, a towel rope. A, 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 a ta- you know, just... it's a, Yeah. Tell me. A I, cloth. Yeah, cloth. Same type cloth. of thing that was used to choke Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't kill himself. I'm going on record. Well, this is pre-Jeffrey Epstein. Very similar. Yep. Strangles the fuck out of her. Great scene. Maddie's like, uh, like almost her eyes open. Somehow she makes her tongue puff out. Mm-hmm. And she she dead. And guess who's behind her? Gene. Yep. Very smart. Um, he makes it. Uh, he's like, what do I do here? Plan an action really quick, strangles her, hangs her up, starts planning the suicide to make it look like her, like she killed herself, and that is my dick kill. Dick kill. Dick out of the week. Out of the week. Out of the week. Dick shot. Kill the week. Dick shot. Kill the week. Wasn't expecting it, Andy. Just no. like really smart. He's typing out a letter. Um, yeah, a suicide note. Yep. On her typewriter. On a typewriter. Uh, that was before pre-computers. It was. Um, he also finds. Uh, he knows to go to the closet somehow and and find the envelope, the incriminating, um, you know, class reunion. Yeah, thing, the, oh, yeah. The, the evidence that she had on him. He finds it to obviously get rid of it. I, I don't it, know I, how he knew to go in her closet and find it, but I didn't, he's looking for it and he finds the envelope. I didn't really notice that. What I did notice, yeah. Andy, was the wine. Why would you take wine? He happens to take a bottle of Maddie's wine. And then whistles Camptown races as he sneaks back home. I think it's like I don't know. The he's dude's because like, no, like, he's, he's so an smart. arrogant fuck. But he's gotten away with so yep. much murder. But he's also arrogant. Yeah, he, he's he thinks he's too smart, too cool for school, and he's like, I got away with this, so I'm just gonna take this wine, and we're gonna go home to my fiance. Yeah, you know? going home to Carol, who's passed out because of my good loving. And he was whistling, <laughs> going through the backyards because I think Maddie just lives a few doors down. Uh, and there happens to be a blind neighbor. We don't know he's it, blind at the time. We don't know he's blind, but he's like, who's there? His name's Sam. Yep. And Gene stops whistling and rushes away really quickly. And uh, Gene runs up, but he finally gets back to Carol's room, pours her some of that wine that he stole. She's like, where'd you get that at this hour? And he's like, doesn't matter. I have my secrets. Yeah. Yep. And the next day, they're kind of hauling away Maddie's body. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. It's back at Maddie's. The her body's off to the morgue. This is when Carol gets the news. Andy, it's her best friend. Mm -hmm. You're my you're my Maddie. Aww, thank you. You're you're also a best friend of mine. If you were found dead, I'd be like fuck. Yeah, I'd be crushed. Likewise. But I don't know. Would I still go on with my marriage? Hmm. Well, I'd probably wait. I mean. So, because like after the after Carol gets the phone call that Maddie's dead, uh, it appears to jump forward later. 
there's they're all in black and they're at Maddie's house it's, it's, and I think it's empty. Yeah, it's a funeral. Like you can tell it's, it's outside of a, a church and you can yeah. hear the hammer yeah. on four Hail Marys. <laughs> then it really is a house for sale. And I guess right. that's her best friend's job. I feel like if I if you were a realtor and I was, I'd be like, hey, can you sell my buddy's house? Because yeah. I don't feel like it's, I'm too close to it. Yeah. You know, but I, I guess. But Carol is a real estate agent, so it's an estate sale. I don't know. She can't figure out why. This she, has to be like a week later, a few I, I, days yeah. later. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, that's what it takes, I think. And yeah, she doesn't understand how Maddie killed herself. And this is fucking Dick Jean is like, well, she didn't have a man. Mm-hmm. She was lonely. Uh, mm-hmm. She didn't have a life. Just had cats. Just had cats. So she was at a life for nowhere. <laughs> she's afraid of being alone. Total eighties. I mean, like couldn't you, find Mister Wright, yeah, so that's... she just offed herself. And uh, they're they're in the house when you hear a. And that's when the old man, you know, he opens up yeah. the curtains. There's an old man wearing sunglasses. Yeah. He's the blind neighbor. Sam. Sam. And, but he's got his senses picked up since he can't see. His senses are alive. With he's the like, I heard your car pull yeah. up and uh, I knew you're here. And he's got Maddie's uh, spare key. Because yeah. I had it for emergencies. A lot of good that did. He um, uh, did hear someone leaving late at night. And then yeah. He- Sam says she might have been, uh, you know, Maddie was might might have been, must have been mighty upset with that guy to kill herself. He, you know, Carol's like, what do you mean? And he's like, I heard somebody leave her house in the middle of the night. He was whistling as he walked uh, across my yard and he whistled. And Gene, you see the look on Gene's face, just like, motherfucker. I gotta I fucking th- kill this guy, too. <laughs> Damn it. That's not the same thing. Yeah. I thought blonde guy was about to get fucking blindsided. Gene's just like, the, I mean, for Gene, it's a dam, and there's a hole in the dam of water rushing out, and Gene plugs that hole, and then another little bunch of water comes out, and Gene's like, I gotta plug that hole now. Exactly. This is what's happening. It's coming apart, it's Gene. Like, yeah, the, 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 the man who cries wolf. So... So th- this yeah. is Gene wants to get married. He's Let's like, how it. can I describe it now? I want to get married. She's like, no, I feel like I want to, uh, I want to call off the wedding. He's like, oh, yeah. And Carol was like, you know, was there somebody really here? You think? Do you think yes, somebody was yes. here? And Maddie died, and Gene's yes. just like, just get on with our life. It was probably just some kid taking a shortcut through the old guy's yard. How would he know that tune? How would he know such an old song like Camp Town Races? And I would have said Grandpa. He's uh, how? Yeah, Gene's just like, it doesn't matter. She's dead. People die. Let's move on with the wedding. He's pouting. He is angry. He's like, I want to get married. I want to get married. And she finally gives in. She's like, okay, the marriage is on. Well, he just says, like, I, you know, well, I, just, I need you. Yeah, but. Then, I'm sorry, but I need you. But then he says, we'll just go to Justice of the Peace. We don't have to have a whole big thing. We can go to JOP. But they do. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, let's do it. Flowers, family, the whole nine yards. It's a lovely affair, Andy. Many guests on this lovely day are showing Wedding up. Wedding day. People are arriving. There's gifts and yes, decorations. Todd in his little cute tuxedo, mm-hmm. little, little firm little butt, walking in like with a small case of wine. <laughs> Todd is the best man, actually. Yes, and he's carrying a, a like I say, a small case of wine. It's like four bottles of wine, right? Which we find out is a gift from Maddie's parents. He Remember? gives it to his mom, Carol. Oh, sorry, these came you? from this came from Maddie's mom and dad. The church, uh, the church is filling up. The mess hall looks immaculate. Like it, yep. it's coming together. It looks like it's gonna be a beautiful the mess hall. <laughs> Uh, bride and groom get ready. Yeah. And, and Todd walks in. I just thought this was a great line. Todd walks in and goes, Mom, you look really cool. I'm right, I'm you remember I read skateboards. Right. Mom, you look really cool. Mom, you're totally rad. Mom, you look so stoked. Uh, Carol says, uh, what's up with your tie? And Todd's just like, I've never worn one of these before. And she goes, go across the hall and have Gene help you with it. Yeah, and he's like, you know you're my BM. I mean, you're, you're my, my, not my bowel movement. You're, you're my best man. You're my best man. Don't lose so the don't, ring. Don't lose the ring, slugger. Slugger, yeah, and um, 
Tad goes to wait in the hallway between the the yeah, dra- just, dressing rooms. Yeah, because you know the bride and bride and groom yeah. are getting ready. As Carol's getting ready, she realizes that the wine are from Maddie's parents is the same wine that Gene brought home from the night that night that Maddie, Maddie died. Was yes, and he's like, huh? And at the same time, she's re- realizing this. this. Little, young Todd is out in the hallway and he starts whistling. Camp Town races. She's like, so she looks out her door and says, "Come here, you little." And Carol shit. hears him and says, "Come in here a minute." And Gene hears him too. And I wrote suspense because both it's like both Carol and Gene are realizing, "Oh shit!" Uh, Carol's kind of coming to a realization. These pieces are falling together. This wine is the same wine that Gene brought home the night Maddie died. And Sam, the blind neighbor, said somebody was whistling that song. So she's like, "Son, how do you know that song?" Gene, on the other hand, is across the hall going. Motherfucker, that little shit is whistling that song, and I'm gonna be busted. I, I great. I, I would have figured it out. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not a like I'm not I'm not the smartest guy in the world. Well, Carol asked Todd. I'm a Carol says, "Where'd you hear that song?" And Gene's like, "Todd's like, I don't fucking know. Uh, Gene taught me. I think it was a while ago." But I wouldn't have put two and two together. Like if I heard someone, like I just don't. Li- I wouldn't have listened. She to hasn't put it together quite yet, but she's mighty close. Gene comes in the room, and they say, "Todd, you know, wait outside." And that's when Carol kind of quizzes Gene, like, you know, this wine here that I have is from Maddie's parents. It's the same wine you brought home that night. Where did you get that that night? I don't know. Why does it matter? It doesn't. I don't remember. You know, what's the difference? And she's like, it's the same wine that Maddie had. And and Gene's just like, Calm the so fuck what? Down, woman. Uh, this and is a- that's when Carol says, and Todd knows the same fucking song that Sam heard the night Maddie died. How come? Now, where did you get the wine? Gene freaks out. Boom, dude. Why is this so hard? Yeah, Haven't I said I loved you? <laughs> I've been a father to that boy. I even had sex with you. What? Is that a chore? Like, I even had sex with you? Fuck. Was it that bad, Gene? I, it or, looked, or pretty, you, I mean, yeah, it looked, looked pretty fun to me. Uh, I know. You know. Seeing her make up on that scar <laughs> reminded me of that, you know, British movie, Vampires, where they're sucking on that scar, you know? <laughs> but I love that line, like, you know, where she's like, and why did you start my son? Why did you get fucking wine? This is Flip another out. great Terry O'Quinn what do I have to do? Yeah. Why is it so like it, it, you're exactly right? And he even says, Nick, you will never find a yep. better family man than me, pumpkin. The fight is on. She yeah. screams. Todd hears her. Of course, you know, he wants to run in and save mama. Mom, what's wrong? And he's bashing Carol in the head and <laughs> he's hitting her face against the wall. Yeah, just I mean blood's going everywhere. <laughs> and so so Todd sees this and he's like, ah. So of course, Todd runs off and Guess what? So, you know, Gene has to run after Chase Todd. Chase after Todd, yeah. Uh, he, you know, Todd tries to hide in the janitor's closet. Yeah, Gene locks, locks him in. Locks, Gene locks him in and goes, I'll be back. So, and he goes back for Carol, who has now stumbled out of the room chasing after Todd. Meanwhile, you know. meanwhile, the guests in the church are growing tired and they have no idea what's happening. Why doesn't anyone run into the church where all the people are? Help, help! This man's a psychopath! Why? I mean, it's a big-ass... I mean, I know it's got a mess hall, but no one hears anything. Very I mean, strange. Like... Yes, but I mean, it's a movie. I just, it's like a lot of other slasher movies when the slasher's chasing someone. I think Prom Night's a good example. <laughs> There's no one around. Run to where the crowd is, you know, uh, Stitches with the killer clown. Run to where all the people are. What the fuck are you doing? The, you movie, the movie Scream. It's a yeah. fucking high school with yep. probably a thousand kids and yep. like, you know, a, yep. you know, stew and fuck. We saw it, a hackle lantern. Of course, I think that was a, a little showdown. While there was a dance going on. Anyway, yeah, I, I didn't get it. Nobody so, ran. To where the, row? There, it always happens. <laughs> run to where the people are. So Carol runs looking for Todd. Gene ends up tackling her. They fight. 
Uh, this is where the dinner is set up, the, yeah, mess, the, hall the mess hall of the church, I guess, the cafeteria. <laughs> mess hall. She ends up stabbing him, uh, his hand with a serving fork. Uh, he throws her one-armed over the table. Meanwhile, Todd is in the janitor closet. And he finds a hammer. Todd comes out of the closet. Smart kid. <laughs> What's so funny? Uh, you're right. Uh, and he, he takes... <laughs> no, 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 I wrote you. Sorry to interrupt. He is smart, though, Andy. <laughs> he is. What a smart... Th- I would he takes the hinges a- off the door. He finds a hammer and a screwdriver, yeah. and he pounds the hinges off smart, the door. Smart AF. He's locked in there, and that's a great way to get out. I love that. So he get, he comes out of the closet. Yep. And uh, so Todd gets out while Gene and Carol are fighting. Uh, she does stab Gene in the in the chest but, with a with a cake knife and his old scar. But it's uh, must not be a big long knife because it doesn't really phase it's him. The, it's the cake cutter. Yeah, it's not like doesn't the, phase him. the spatula pointy. Yeah, the, yeah, the sp- pointy serving. spatula. Yeah, but it doesn't phase him. You know, and he's just like I could have. I would have taken care of you. Uh, as, as Gene approaches Carol, he says, don't worry, Pumpkin. I think we can work this out. Oh, she's like, really? <laughs> okay. This whole fight scene within, yeah. this, within this church kind of reminds me. It's it's how I picture weddings in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? This is normal. <laughs> yes. If she, you went to a wedding in Florida, this is what you would see. This fight between Gene and Carol. Gene takes the, uh, takes the knife out of his chest well, oh, he like threw her like through yeah, a door. Dude, and, like, he's and tossing her around. I wrote that like, he, yeah. and she lands on one of the tables in the mess hall. Yeah, and just I mean, I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck! When I watched it the first time, I was like, damn. He takes the knife out of his chest. Looks like he's gonna stab Carol, and Todd comes up. Leave her alone! And he and he hits the knife out of Gene's hand with the hammer. <laughs> and Gene drops. Leave her alone! Gene drops down to his knees, and as Gene is reaching slowly for the knife, uh, Todd ends up just hitting him in the chest with the. Pointy side of the hammer, stabbing the back, into his chest. The claw, the, the claw side, part the, of the hammer. The, yeah. the backside hammer, claw. Yeah, and back in the church area, the music starts up because, as the doors because open. Because the, the doors open, so they like play the music. They start playing "Here Come the Bride," <laughs> and a bloody Todd and Carol come in, and everyone freaks out. Yeah, that's because exactly. they're covered in blood. I wrote that the people freak, and yeah. so Gene is kind of awake, and he he walks into a room. Does he die eating of a piece of cake? The he... the hammer is pulled out. He took yeah, the hammer out, but and, he is dying. Right, he's stumbling, bleeding. He grabs a, it's the broken cake topper oh the bridegroom cake topper he, oh, that was a piece of cake he grabs it it's the bride he and he grabs it and he says oh, yeah. till, till death till death and then quote dies i wrote in quotes and they roll credits to roll creepy credits creepy uh <laughs> very creepy slow minor key camptown races roll credits so gene uh there is he's a, not dead because there's a stepfather there's a three. Stepfather three. We're, yeah. we're gonna get to maybe one day. You know, we yeah. can have a movie we're not fight. doing that. Next we're not week. doing that next. But no. I think we should get to it. Yeah. Um, on a scale of one to three leather daddies to twelve <laughs> leather daddies. Leather daddy. Yeah. What would you give this? Three leather daddies to, to 12, twelve leather daddies. I give it a nine. I'm gonna give it a seven leather daddies. Yeah. Se- seven leather daddies, and Nick. Why would uh, you not give it more? Mm. What well, was three? I mean, I could have given it less. Uh, I think it was just in the middle, maybe a little bit above average. A little above average. A little above average. I could I have mean, used a little more gore. And, yes, and thank you, Terry Dick O'Quinn, for yeah. stab, you know for stabbing not, out. Yeah. Oh, for for vetoing the gore. Yeah, he didn't. I mean, he thought it was he, he, maybe as an Alfred Hitchcock approach, you know, where like yeah. no, this eighties that time of the genre. Especially yeah. as it's kind of coming, you you needed it because if you think about it, in my opinion, it kind of started dying out around mm-hmm. the late eighties and really came back into the the gore score for sure when it uh, when Scream started coming out because Scream was fucking great. Yep, 
Um, I, you know, that's probably debatable to some cinephiles, but uh, that's just me. Yeah. Um, I so, did like it, though. Terry O'Quinn is a yeah. fucking force of nature. Definitely watch it. Watch he both. sells the rage, man. Like, when you want an angry uh, guy. Angry white. Terry O'Quinn is the man. And um, I think uh, not a traditional slasher, but still a slasher. I mean, let's be honest. Like, we just know who the killer is right out of the way. We, we know who the he killer goes is around killing people. Look at, yeah. fucking, look at fucking Final Exam. This is definitely, you know, we say, like, he's kind of outside the norm for Slash U. Not really. No, it's this is this, still I, a slasher. I'm never, we're never going to do a movie where there's some that are fucking horrible, but I, yeah. we'll never do a movie that, well, don't watch it. I mean, Vampires, I think, was the only time we said you really don't have to watch it. No, you don't. How well known is this movie, you think? Stepfather? Yeah, was this like a... Like a like a popular movie? I don't know. Like I, no, I'm, or franchise of movies? I doubt it. I, I just I know think some that people. I know some people might argue, but it's not like Sleepaway Camp or Friday the Thirteenth. No, anything. it's not. But, but we're I, doing a fucking service to you people by pointing this out and bringing it to light. This is a good movie. You owe us. <laughs> it's got big name stars, and uh, it's really good. I think. Nine out of 12 Leather Daddies. You gave it nine <laughs> out of 12 Leather Daddies. Hey, let's uh, take a break and come back with that. Kill count. All right. Here we're back. I'm really excited about next week, Andy, but uh, I know we have to go ahead and get into that uh, kill, kill, kill. Count those kills. Count. Well, we definitely have more than uh, the first more Stepfather. Than, more than two. There were two in that movie. In this movie, we have uh, Dr. Joe, in the beginning, Dr. Joe Danvers. Yep. Uh, followed by the orderly Ralph Smith. Followed by the man at the train station, who you and I named Lou. Lou. Uh, I bought this car for the trunk space. Dead. And then... Uh, you know, he does it to Christine. He, he, we didn't closes the trunk on his hands. hands. So probably stuns him and then... Yep. Yeah. Uh, followed by uh, Dr. Phil, the dentist. <laughs> what are you doing? And he got killed. <laughs> and then uh, Maddie uh, staged a suicide. Jeffrey Epstein style. Uh, so one, two, three, four, five. We're not counting Jerry, Gene as a death because we know that there's a stepfather three. Correct? Yes. No. So that's it. Five, five kills. So that is great. Uh, Leather Daddies. Uh, go check it out. <laughs> so check out the Stepfather Part 2 from 1989. And I, again, am so excited for our next movie. You brought up a good point, Andy. We've only really done one Thanksgiving movie. And that's that was true. Our first year. Uh, um, Blood Rage. That was the first year for Slash U. The cranberry we were, sauce or something. It's not cranberry sauce. It's not cranberry sauce over here. Um, and then, yeah, in year two of Slash U, we, uh, between. The, the toolbox murderers were. Might have been right around was there. there. Was there like, was it during Thanksgiving? I have to look that Could up. Could have been. Because we did Hackle Lantern on Halloween live at the X-Ray Arcade. And then a few movies. And then Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2. Christmas. So. Somewhere in there was a movie for Thanksgiving week. I don't recall what it was. It wasn't Thanksgiving themed. But next week a will cult be. cult classic. Cult classic. Coming out Monday of Thanksgiving week. 2008. Killing. Thanks killing. We're on, we're on it. I've we seen go. this. I own it. I used to. I mean, I don't think I have it on my new. Th I, 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 uh, you either know it or you don't. If you know, you know, kind of thing. It's. I have never seen it. It's you've not been, rated. You've yes. been talking about it for the last two years. Every I, time we get to this time of year, I talked about like 2008 is when like social media, in my opinion, started blowing up. Like Facebook, Facebook, like that, yeah, Twitter. Like, so I remember hitting up like the Thanks Killing Turkey had its own account. So his hashtag was Gobble Gobble Motherfucker. Cool. That's what like. Gobble. Like the lines in this movie are. Great, How does he but, type with wings? How does he? How does that work? That's good, Andy. Yeah, I'm just curious. Like the turkey, like he has wings. Like what does he? 
How does, does he peck the keyboard with, <laughs> Elon, his, with his... Elon feet? Musk uses it with his fucking claws, so I guess, you know, what's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you criticize Elon Musk, but who's done more to get us uh, electric cars than Tesla? China. They've Yeah, they've helped, but, like, what other company is getting us towards electric cars more than Tesla? Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Bueller? I don't like a start. I mean, you got to give the guy some credit. He's got reusable rockets cheaper than what the government can do. I hate to, like, oh, it's, I don't like the person either, but, you know, <laughs> I just can't wait some to of it's good, I guess. I, guess. Can, I mean, but I guess it's pretty cool. No, I'll give him this. He's He can spend $44 billion and lose it completely because that's where Twitter is going. Please. Uh, that'd be nice for be cool if you all lose, of society if what, Twitter just went away. But wouldn't it be cool if you could just lose 40 Like, if I lose $11, Andy, I get fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. If I could lose $44 billion and not care, mm-hmm. that's pretty rad. I, mean, I love like, pointing out the fact that so many people are like, he could solve world hunger with $44 billion. Yet when our government sends Ukraine $40 billion, nobody bats an eye. Anyway. Sorry, that's just me playing devil's advocate over here. <laughs> next you on political next week on political science you. Here's the summary for Thanks Killing. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait. A just... homicidal turkey axes off college kids during Thanksgiving break. That's all you need to know. That's it. It's a turkey that's killing people. And it's only an hour and ten minutes. Oh, it is? <laughs> yeah. Seventy minutes. <laughs> I'm in. Very similar to what was the uh, where I eat a lot? Criminally insane. Yeah, that yeah, was 62 yeah. minutes, 61 minutes. I never uh, give you enough prop. You're really good at because when I'm sitting there, can't remember shit. I'm like, oh, I'm getting so nervous because mm-hmm. I don't like long pauses in podcasts. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're really quick coming in and going, you know, like, well, you know what I'm talking about. So it's really smart. Thank oh, you. helping fill in your gaps or <laughs> giggity. God, uh, a little boner in my pants right now. Well, hey, that was it. Yeah. Um, shout We're outs. Done. McCoverDaily.com. Uh, I got. I'm writing for. I'm writing something for them Saturday morning. I, okay. I, I, I have been a dick. They're such good, great guys and girls over there, and they's them's and he's and hers and him's and they're just great people. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like follow us on Instagram. But and if you see who we're following, fucking follow, follow them, them too. too. The horror community is a great oh, community. Oh yes, it is. And after winter, dude, when spring starts arriving, 2023, we're doing a con. Put my foot down. Yeah, we gotta go somewhere. You're right. I'll be like, hi, I'm Slash You. I am Nick Andy. I'm both of them. I do both voices. (laughs) I I say both parts. And then I I cut it together. We're not two people. We're one person. Like Fight Club. Oh, yeah. I'm Tyler Tyler Durden. (laughs) And I'm the other guy. Hey, thanks killing, though. Next, uh, I'm Andy's liver. (laughs) I am so excited about thanks killing, Andy. I I can't tell you enough. But uh, Available on a lot of free platforms, including Pluto TV, Tubi, uh, plenty of places to watch that one, though. So check it out. Happy Thanksgiving. And um, Happy Thanksgiving. We'll say it. We'll say it next week when we when we go over that movie. How about this one? Have a good evening. Have a great evening and, uh, or morning or afternoon whenever you're listening. And if you listen to this podcast while not wearing any pants, hit us up. Let us know. Let us know if you listen to Slashy without pants on. Or don't. Just let us know if you listen. Uh, <laughs> good, well said. Class dismissed. <laughs>